0: Welcome to Better Business Building, where I'm your host, Adam Manderovich, where I talk to business leaders from all shapes of life about what's worked for them and how they can help you win. Yeah. Yeah, Cool. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Lewis. I really appreciate it. It's a long time in the making, but first you've got to tell us the story of how we came across each other with uh, a little bit of a, a plug for Apple, I believe.
1: Yeah, man. So, um, Okay, so I uh, run a marketing agency in the UK. However, it's a marketing agency with a twist. We, well, I personally wanted to do something that invokes my passion, and my passion is causing chaos, mayhem, and literally being a pain in the in the ass. I've enjoyed doing that my entire life, so I mm. thought, why change? And and actually applying marketing principles and fundamentals and theory uh, with a little bit of just pure mischief, um, generally can create a buzz and it, it turns out it's actually a good marketing um so i get to be uh as my mother would describe an absolute nightmare but now it's with um with i guess uh, a rationale and a reason to, to to be done, not rather than just me causing uh, mischief. Anyway, long story short, that's mm. what I do. That's who I am. Um, I've been going for three years now. When, I, however, you know, I only made this decision to double down on my personality and make what I stand for an ethos uh, a year and a half uh, ago. Uh, but I didn't know how to start right so I was doing websites anyway been marketing been a marketing for 10 years studied marketing did business uh, degree and then a master's level worked in it for 10 years and then then went on my own when COVID hit I really had no choice but to survive because I lost my job and no one was hiring so mm-hmm. I started like that so I was building websites just freelancing doing anything managing social media getting content creators. as well. rah. so we did that for like a first year and a bit and then I was like, well, what do I actually want to stand for? And I want to be a disruptive, creative person. I want to have fun at work. I want to. I want people to see our campaigns and be like, fucking hell, that's crazy. Um, you don't get that with a website. You don't look at a website and go, a well, we say we do sexy websites, but we never really get someone go, that's the sexiest website ever. Um, but, you know, you give a chimpanzee a machine gun and put a giraffe in an army tank and you, you set them against each other. I don't know. There's just riffing. But the point is, people are going to go, that's fucking wild um so i wanted to be doing more creative campaigns um uh, not not necessarily giving animals weapons but i'm just saying like just randomly um, i don't think you should ever give a chimpanzee a machine gun i think it's a common phrase actually to avoid but um but the point is i decided okay well i've not got any big clients how can i show people what i do so i started picking brands and saying what if i create a concept around what i was what i would create if if a brand hired me um So that got my mind thinking. The first one we did actually was with a big retailer in the UK. We got a fake Elton John uh, and a fake security team and a Bentley and a 4 by 4 blacked out 4 by 4 I put four four security guys in the car behind a chauffeur, a fake Elton John, and then security in the Bentley. And we drove them into a city center to go shopping Um, on the day that Elton John was performing in that city, may I add. So Mm -hmm. if you think about it, it's very clever, right? Why would anyone not think it's him? Of course, he's him because he's performing in a few hours. All of his fans are in the town center shopping and drinking before the show. He's fully like full of security cameras. Um, I, it was just uh, like it was like just light you know, you see something, and it's like a red button, don't push, or like you just light in the. Lighting the wick and it just went I, it, it, the whole town shut down um thousands of people and, and anyway long story short that made a bit of press and i was like whoa that was quite good it made millions of views on social media um people had seen it they'd filmed it like millions of views and then obviously my own personal social media uh, when i shared the actual videos like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people engaging and i was like well that was quite effective and i did it for a retailer mm-hmm. so i was like all right well it worked so what else could i do that's innovative and i was like okay well um, brands 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 and I was like I'd been moaning about my airpods for about four months at this point I'd lost them on a, on a flight from uh, Qatar uh, sorry in Qatar I was flying back from Thailand I lost them in the Middle East when I say lost them I left them on the plane um, and when I exited the plane it was on a layover um, I had to wait in the airport for a few hours now only then did I realize I'd left them on the plane right because I had nothing to listen to and um, tried to get them back they said you can't go back on the plane sir because you know we're cleaning it. I was like, no worries. Go to the lost and found desk. We'll bring them straight to you. So I go there and I spent four fucking hours sat at this stupid desk. After a while, I actually sat on the desk and people came over to me, like, because it was lost and found. And I was sat behind the desk and they're like, I've lost my uh, whatever. I'm like, me too. So I look like a really rude member of staff. Anyway, long story short, they they rang down, rang down. The cleaning crew didn't find them. They were like, don't worry. They're going to be on the same plane on the way home. Because you're on the same plane, it's just been cleaned. I was like, oh, what are the odds? And I was like, I'm sat in the same seat, uh, on my ticket, buzzing, got back on the plane and they were gone. Um, and I, now, now the all, all opposite, now I can't get off the plane. Uh, but I did get the pleasure of watching them on my, um, find my uh, leaving the airport. So I was like, great. So a member of staff, obviously, because nobody else was on board, has gone in the pocket, clean, pulled out my AirPods, gone there, pretty good. And despite the fact they were ringing down, telling people that I'd lost my AirPods and I was waiting for them at the desk, pocketed them, and then and then gone. So I was pretty pissed. Um, more so because I'd noticed, and then I waited at the desk, and it was only because of their own measures. Like, you can't walk off the stairs and come back on the plane to get them. That I wasn't able to get them back. I wasn't able to retrieve them. And then because a member of staff had clearly pocketed them, and because no one else had access to the plane. And then because I was on the same fucking plane, I knew it was, the only people that had been on in between were staff, so I was just pretty pissed. Um, mm-hmm. And I forgot about it after a while. I had a moan and I complained. Um, and then, then I realized, because I'd marked them as lost, I could actually see them still every day. Mm-hmm. So then a new game ensued where I was emailing the airline saying, hey, amazing. I, I obviously didn't get them back, but luckily they're still yeah. at the airport because they were they were at the airport for, for months. I was sending screenshots to fucking accounts saying, um, this is where they are. They're in that building. I've assumed right in. You can see all the white cars at the airport. It's there. You go and get them for me, please. Um, and every day they come back. Oh, not every day, but every now and again, they reply very rarely, but they'd be like, no, we can't get them, we can't find them, whatever, it's not our problem, basically. And I literally sent, like, a threat, like, I'd say, if you don't help me do this, I am going to cause havoc, like, I'm going to fly over there and just, like, I was threatening to go over and just have have an argument with them, basically, just the pettiest thing, and they just, they sort of replied, like, yeah, Um, sort of, like, uh, yeah, yeah, cool, man, whatever. Um, (laughs) So I was pissed, I was pissed off, and then they went, then they they took, then actually they moved uh, from Qatar, they flew to the Himalayas, and they went to Kathmandu, then they went to the Himalayan mountains. And I was watching whoever had these fucking AirPods in their little village in Nepal on, on Find My. And like, what they started sharing them left and right, which I didn't even know you could do. So you can split them up and you can have different uh, phones. It that sort of pissed me off as well. Um, apparently you could, because they were split across the village. Um, and then one day they came, I, I, I was sort of joking about it on my story. And everyone's like, you should fly out to Nepal. And I'm like, maybe I should go to Nepal. And um, I was like, where is Nepal? And I'm like, is it dangerous? How am I going to get to this village? And if I go to this village, am I going to get murdered in this village if I go and try and get them back? Um, and so we were joking around that. And then they came back to Qatar. So I was like, well, as soon as they landed in Qatar, I, know, I noticed them there. Like, So it might have been there for a few days before I noticed. And I rang a guy and said, look, I'm going to do some content. I'm going to do an advert. I'm going to do it for Apple. Like, what if your AirPods were stolen? Apple have a GPS feature in the AirPods. You can use your Find My on your iPhone. Why don't we make an Apple advert? So that was the idea behind that. If you watch the video, you can see, we, we didn't know what we were doing. We sat at this very, in this very room. Um, me and the camera guy, Like I booked us a flight for the weekend. I booked us a hotel for four nights. I booked us a car a car hire. I was like we're well, going on a treasure hunt basically and we're like how are we going to do this we did a bit of research we found that you can you can track them obviously to a certain point and then it connects to the phone and it actually vibrates the closer you get to them so okay we can get close to them so much closer than the, uh, the satellite view um you can make sound well at the time we were talking about it in this room they were in a supermarket so we were like oh easy right if he goes out of his house we'll yeah. just go wherever the guy is i'm assuming yeah. it's this guy press the sound, he'll take him out of his ears, and then we'll go and just like rugby tackle him to the ground. That was kind of the original plan. Um, and that was it. That's all we had. And the, the flight was booked. The videographer was down. I was like, I've got no money to pay you, but I mean, you're getting a free holiday to the Middle East for four nights mm-hmm. in a five-star hotel. He was like, yeah, I'm, I'm free. I was like, I bet you are. So so we just I just flew out there. Uh, for the moment, we landed, got some sleep, jumped in the car, went on a hunt. Um, and the whole thing was, docu- I mean, I documented the whole thing because I thought it was the coolest thing I've ever done. It's a treasure hunt for what everyone mm-hmm. wants to do, a treasure hunt. Um, but I was also making content for what I would consider um, mm-hmm. advertising content for a brand in a unique way that reflects my business. So, yeah, long story short, that's what we did. And uh, it, it was quite a fun hunt. Like, we got back within 24 hours. Like, I was impressed. I had three-day holiday. But, I mean, it wasn't easy because I got there and they were all apartments. I mean, I expected a house, it wasn't a house, it was apartment blocks. So mm-hmm. then I've got three apartment blocks and the thing keeps moving around the map. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't know which building they're in. Um knocking on, I was going like up to doors and put my phone against it and see if I can connect the Bluetooth and then going to the next floor and the next floor. Um, and it kind of went like that uh, until I got a connection on one of the floors in the apartment. And then I got the guys who lived downstairs, made friends with them. They took us upstairs. So we know everyone in there. They all work. Everyone in this building works at the airport. I was like, I bet they fucking do. Um, and then, yeah, we got in there. Uh, and then at that point, they connected to my phone properly with the screen where it vibrates. Now, I'm like, I've got you now. So I'm walking around this apartment, literally scanning their house. Still not connecting properly. Still not, not, not like finding them. But it's gone to a different screen now. It's not the find my feature. It's this blue flashing dot, which tells you within 10 meters of them. So mm-hmm. I said, look, I've flown from the UK to your house in the Middle East. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be here every day. So I'm going to be here from nine till nine every day, pissing you off. I'll knock on your door constantly. I'll moan. I'll talk to all your neighbors. I'll tell every single person that why I'm in, in this mm-hmm. in this building. Um, and on the last day, I'm going to report it to the police. And most of the people that work there were from different countries. So if you get caught stealing in the Middle East, you get deported, basically. Mm-hmm. So I was like saying, I'll report it, give them the address. I can prove they're here. Um, and you get in trouble and you probably lose your job as well and that what obviously the risk wasn't worth the the reward for these guys they just sort of went okay i left my phone number i went downstairs and as i'm talking outside i get a phone call like yeah we found them i was like oh what a surprise um and i gone back so yeah that's the story and i was I'll, if you again if you watch the video it's on youtube like but it's it sounds like a silly idea but actually it's quite mm. fun content it's silly but realistically, if you watch it and uh, you understand the type of marketing that I do, you'd be like, oh, right, I get it. Like, we could do content like that. My job is to come up with weird and wonderful ideas for, for companies, things they've never done before. But it always has to promote the products or service in a unique way. And that's what this did. Um, so, yeah, man, that's the story. Um, it, I mean, Apple never reached out, which pissed me off. I tagged them in everything. Um <laughs> But we have got meetings with their competitors. Uh, some of their competitors. Um, I say some because there's a few different brands. But like the one that's quite a big competitor, mm-hmm. based off the fact that I create a concept. Because um, I mean, my skill is thinking creatively. Yeah. But then ex- executing. Anyone can come up with an idea, but then if you, just most people can come up with an idea, it's not that interesting to them. But if they do come up with a really good one, they can never pull it off. My my skill is in the ideation um, and then getting the right people to execute and it looks shit hot every time and so far we've hit every single time we've tried um so my plan is just keep building my business off the back of my my creativity and hopefully start building a, a team of people who think like me rather than um just on certain projects i want full-time um guys around me that also are fucking weirdos i want my office to be weird as shit like, like you walk in there and it's like i don't know just like fucking llamas and like why is it always animal related do you know what i mean but like llamas and a llama farmer just like grazing in the room just weird shit and you walk through and you go what the fuck is that i'm thinking like chickens like you you know like how you it's kind of how i i sort of envision mexico if you go tijuana like (laughs) drunken people at the bar drinking in in the middle of the office like um that's
0: bob bob's a horse
1: yeah we don't know where he fucking came from but he lives here now and everyone has got a problem with it you speak to me like stuff like I want my office to just be a complete creative environment where people can be free to be themselves. There are no restrictions. There are no rules and there's no facade. And I think a lot of what I find in marketing now is a lot of it is um they've become so data driven and inundated with granular bollocks that the actual creativity is stifled. Mm-hmm. On top of that, they're, they're given restrictions and preconceived ideas about what things should be done like based on, five what works five years ago and then on top of that most agencies and most marketing companies that i come across are just fucking clinging to the past like mm. blockbuster or like the fucking titanic going down mm. um because they make money that way and ha- if it changes they'll be fucked but instead of upskilling their staff or looking ahead at the future and what trends might impact them they just cling to that thing and tell their staff to and their staff get miserable and move on because they want to do marketing right and then they go and join some other fucking boring company the bottom line is um it's almost like I'm trying to create a hippie colony for marketers, <laughs> um, with horses and alpacas in the office uh-huh. and Spanish drunkards. Uh, like I don't know. Like, but the point is, I, I have this vision for for Mark. I think to be a creative thinker, you need to have freedom uh, to mm. express yourself in a way that I haven't seen in this space. We're supposed to be a creative industry. What, it, Fucking Friday night, Friday drinks after work and a fucking pool table in the office is not creative space. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the Googleization, which worked 10 years, 15 years ago, even. Like, yeah. it's just, yeah, it needs an overhaul. And that's kind of what I'm here to do, just cause chaos and mayhem uh, in an industry that's supposed to be chaotic and, and drive innovation.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. Part of the reason that I wanted to speak to you was what I saw you doing through those things is what I'm saying with my closed circuit selling systems, because I'm literally going, if I was doing this for this company, what would I create them to help them win? And where would that, where would their prospects need to see it? Hmm. That's essentially what I'm doing. And people come at me like I've created this Messiah product. I'm like, it's not really that hard. This is what you should be doing. So yeah, hmm. I saw some parallels there. And that's why I wanted to talk to you about it. Cause I see things the same way, but um, it's funny that you say about the staleness because, um, like even with some of the targeting, people are thinking that this is just like levels of crazy. I'm like, but this is all of this was available ten years ago. Just no one was doing it properly. So what? Yeah. When I hear you speak, I'm just going, well, that's what marketing should be, not not necessarily what it is right now, but that's what it should be. So, yeah, hundred percent. And, if,
1: and I, I I said this today. I had a meeting today, and I, and I said to to the chap I was uh, having a hour with, and basically it was. We, I mean, yeah, we do build websites, and yeah, we still do run social media accounts, and yeah, we create content for them because that's the fundamentals of the in my world, the digital environment, right? We we cover all touch points predominantly online, but you know, we we can support in those areas. I'm the guy, though. You call when. You've already done these things. You've put this plan in place that you, yeah. you're Oh, You have a strategy and you know what's happening and it's being done well. It's not being done, but it's being done well. It's not a yeah. fucking tick box exercise. It's being done correctly, properly every time. And you're always looking at the next thing and you're making sure yeah. you're using it and you're involved in it. But if you're doing that, which is quite rare anyway, uh, but if you are doing that, perfect. Because that means I get to have loads of fun because I find all the fundamental stuff yeah. a bit just like it is, we need to do it. Whereas the stuff we with the creative side and the disruptive side, actually we can do it now because we've got everything else. We can, If we can raise awareness over here, we can do a crazy thing over there. We can do this innovative advertising campaign on social because when the traffic goes to the website or when the traffic goes to social media or wherever it goes online or if they go to their mobile phone, you're there to meet them and you're saying the same message. The message is consistent online, offline, above the line. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't matter where they encounter your brand. It's all the same. It's all aligned. It's just one nice smooth fucking flow of uh of uh, people use the word funnel but it's 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 not really it's just more of a more of a just a, a nice journey um that's kind of what i want to get to so i'm the guy they call when they think they think they're doing everything right and yeah. they go right what else can we do because that's where most marketers go oh we're doing everything you're never fucking doing everything if someone hmm. ever says to you we're already doing everything then you need to get rid of it as fast as you possibly can because it means they're not aware of what else is out there um and I meet them every single day. These uh, a lot of uh, again marketing agency owners, uh, uh, marketers that portray themselves as experts, head mm. of marketing. Um, I've been doing this for long enough now that I just call bullshit on it. Like mm. a, a lot of the time, if it's not right, I'll just say it's not right, and I offend ninety fucking percent of the people that mm. I work in the space with because I just I just don't think there's any any place for for mediocrity in marketing. I think it's all about specific, specificity. Uh, and learning and growing and anyone that rests on their laurels is going to be outdated within about 12 months so Mm. don't rest keep learning keep growing keep trying things if you're not fucking trying things things should fail Mm. if you're not failing then how the fuck are you progressing because Mm. if you're not failing it means you're taking no risks
0: yeah yeah and
1: marketing is all about trying different tactics utilizing opportunities making mistakes and going that didn't work but this was phenomenal but if again if you're not doing these things um how, how the fuck are you growing your, uh, your business because sales aren't going to do it sales are going to pick mm-hmm. up the phone when the marketing generates the lead sales are going to reach out to their network but um the marketing is what spreads the awareness
0: mm-hmm. how what, what do you well on that then what do you see is next what what more disruptive things do you think will happen and and how far do you want to take those
1: uh, in terms of what uh, the environment we're we're in, what do I think is coming well, down the line?
0: What, yeah, like what do you think? Like because you're already, I look at what you're doing, and you're way further than most agencies, right? So what do what do you think would be the next curve?
1: Um, so I think um, anyone with any sort of um, common sense will be looking at the the AI and automation because it's yeah. a very exciting time. Uh, but if you get Joe public interested in something, mm-hmm. let's take cryptocurrency for example, crypto um starts to excite joe public all of a sudden every company switches focus and goes mm. amazing let's fucking focus on this then the next round of innovation comes out mm-hmm. so ai excited joe public um, mm. even if it was a b2b product they were offering or whatever it's been around for a while there's been things that have been there yeah, yeah. but chat gpt allow people to play with it everyone started talking about it. next thing you know my mum's asking me about ai right she <laughs> can't even fucking go on zoom but she knows about ai the point is that that innovative sort of spark has been lit right it's, uh, it's been it's been it's, it's happened so then it's going to come around fact, like crypto then you had fucking um all the other bollocks that came out the back all the different coins and all these things that we'll try and get into it's like a gold rush mm-hmm. i think the same thing with ai is going to happen there's gonna be all these different off, off shoes, where loads of people have been inspired to try different things kids that are probably never even considered moving in the market and now we're going i want to study that yeah. because it's a topic that's interesting so i think we're going to see big massive moves and strides in that space so how can you keep on the ball Mm-hmm. Just fucking use it like as a marketer like, don't get me wrong. Uh, anyone that says, uh, oh, well, you don't, you don't need to get a copyright. You just do chat GPT. That's fucking stupid advice, right? Because it's still not there and it's, it's never going to be there until, you know, for the next five, 10 years, whatever. Yeah. But the point is you can start using them. I was editing videos yesterday. I was using an AI voice overlay tool to do the, the voiceover. I was using AI to create captions. Um, sometimes I use AI in pitch decks to generate an image um if i'm referencing like uh something that doesn't exist or something that we're going to do i might use ai to design that um i use I, I write all uh like content and copy and then i might use ai to improve that content i don't use it to create it i use it to improve it yeah. um not all the time but just the point is when tiktok came out i was the first one on there fucking about doing videos and i started charging businesses 100 pounds to do little videos for their brand and they were paying me um and then i started doing podcasts and talking about it and And then I got bored of it because I was the first one on it and I moved on because I knew how it worked. The Mm -hmm. only way you can upskill is to actually use these tools. Use them, figure out how they work, figure out why they're difficult, figure out why they're good. Don't just be aware of it. Don't listen to podcasts about it. Don't Mm just uh, read about it in a a blog. And then, because it's like Instagram. If I tried to explain Instagram to someone now, it would be completely different to how it was 10 years ago. Well, like, yeah, 10 years ago. We used to post pictures of food and dogs and people liked them. You got thousands of followers because of it. Um, but you'd have to understand what it was like then to how it is now and how the, how it's changed. And also what it comes down to is how the consumer behavior has changed with the, the application, what it's used for, what their perceptions are, what their perceptions of influencers are, what their perceptions of brands are, what their perceptions of people advertising on there are. It's changed dramatically. It's it, it obviously um, c- c- causes a culture shift but unless you're on there from the very start, how can you really ever understand that that change? Because yeah. you Unless you're using it during that period. If I explain it to you now, uh, obviously the backgrounds are redundant, but you might think that actually I'm going to post pictures. But actually, you no. Know, here's an example. Um, someone said to me, well, Instagram's for pictures, but you can do videos on there now, right? And I was like, yeah, but you've sort of missed that push because when it first popped up, Instagram was th- TikTok uh, threatened Instagram. Instagram panic starts pushing everyone on Reels. So everyone gets maxed. All of a sudden gets loads of views on Reels. Then Facebook gets introduced Reels recently. So now they're pushing everyone on Facebook Reels because they're trying to get people to come away from TikTok and they want you to use your platform. LinkedIn's about to introduce short-form video because of TikTok and the success on Reels. Uh, What else? Um, YouTube Shorts, they're pushing massively right now. So if you post on YouTube Shorts, you'll get probably 10 times the result you will on Facebook Reels. uh, Instagram Reels, sorry. Mm -hmm. But people are just sticking on Instagram Reels because they think that's what they should. The point is, if you understand why things are happening and what, what these uh online communities or whatever are doing and then the rationale behind what's going on and you're you're living it and you're breathing it then you then you can talk to a client about it but mm-hmm. if you have no fucking knowledge of how something works or why then you can't so my my advice to anyone right now is start using the applications any one of you can get older like there's probably four or five that i use regularly because i want to know how it works i want to understand it i might even try and create a product in that space just to see how it works and what goes into building it And then in 10 years, I'll follow, obviously I'll follow the trends and I should be well-versed in it enough to know how it can be utilized for marketing and start spotting opportunities as they open up so I can jump into those arenas. The same, so that's about, that's AI. And then obviously in terms of um, marketing, I think a big impact will be this sort of augmented reality. Um, You know, Google Glass, a few years ago, Google Glass came out, this little thing that you could, it augmented the world around you. However, Apple have created their own pair of Apple glasses. And we all know when Apple does something, everyone fucking buys it because most of them are just just ridiculous. Oh, Apple, I'll buy it. It's like, it's an Apple dildo. Oh, sweet. I'm going to get one. Um, The point is, people will buy it and they'll start using it. And then all of a sudden, you have an opportunity to market to that segment in a different way. Because now, I'm walking down the high street, a shop can come to life. Uh, A billboard can speak to me directly with my name on it. Do you know what I mean? So like, it's a bit like minority report. I see that's how, I honestly believe that's how um, the world will go if it goes down the augmented reality route. But again, watching, reading, learning, understanding what technology is created, um, It doesn't just come out of nowhere. You know, you usually speak about it years before it even happens. It's yeah. usually you get plenty of pre-warning before you can, before you start, but then start using it. And when you get a chance to go and see it and feel it, jump on it, like see, see it, experience it, try and use it in a campaign. Like, this is what marketers are supposed to do. This is what business owners are supposed to do. Yeah. Look at what's coming down the line and think, what are people talking about? What's exciting the general public? Um, what? What? Like how might that change the culture? Like how might AI impact people? How might um, people start to use AI to make their lives easier? Like might they start doing it to, I don't know, like, you know, for example, Alexa, uh, you can order stuff, but maybe what if Alexa starts using AI to recognize, well, actually, these are the sort of things they use in the house and this is what they order every week. So, I've already put that on the shop of this for you. Things yeah. like that. Yeah. Or or like if if Apple bring out these augmented reality glasses, how might that impact a person's experience in the real world? You know, yeah. VR is not quite there. They talk about Web 3.0 quite a lot. I honestly believe it's uh, it's very – I know they say it's close, but I honestly believe it's much further than people realize. like <laughs> most people can't even use a VR headset without getting sick. I'm one of them. Um, but the point is be aware of it. Keep understanding it, and when you get a chance to use it, try it. See how it feels. See what the customers the consumers might experience. See if you look at it from a marketing point of view. Understand how that platform and technology could be utilised to, to to market products, to be a, a, to build brand awareness, to create experiences, whatever it is. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's. They're the few. They're a few things that I'm personally keeping an eye on. Um, it's nothing revolutionary revolutionary. Sorry it's it's nothing like you go, oh, what's that? Because it's, it's things that have been around and spoken about endlessly mm-hmm. but it's applying that marketing mindset to it. okay well how might this impact our our um our, our demographics how might they change because of this a good example would be covid how do people change because of covid well i, I use my mom as an example she had to use zoom for work right mm-hmm. so all of a sudden my mom was having virtual calls and doing conferencing um when she generally doesn't use her, her laptop for anything and then she started ordering things online. So instead of going to Tesco uh, physically mm-hmm. or going to Boots for mm-hmm. this kind of thing, she was ordering online. So all of a sudden you had an older oh, an older demographic using their mobile phones to shop online. Mm-hmm. Things that we obviously were doing in the younger generation, but you just spread it up. All of a sudden you had a new segment's target. Um, and I don't think many retailers actually took advantage of that. You know, all mm-hmm. right, Yeah, they can't sell in, in person, but having to think about well, what, What might be happening in in the culture right now? How might that be changing uh, perceptions? I mean, you meet old people that go, I want to go to a shop. I do not want to shop online. All of a sudden, they can't shop online. They can't go to a shop. They're like, fuck, now I've got to shop online. And when they do it, they go, I actually really like this. And then it's a culture shift. So just spotting things and understanding how that impacts the world we're living and thinking, well, how might this affect? my demographic i'm trying to target or the company i'm working for or my clients um and just applying a bit of fucking common sense that's what it comes down to do you think
0: that you've you've also hit the nail on the head with our generation because we would say that we're in it for compared to the leaders of yesteryear in terms of sales and marketing leaders right we're in it we know what works we know what works now we're not coaching people on what worked in 1999 um, I find time and time again, or I did find, um, the people that we would have reported to had absolutely no idea what what works now, and they're still steadfast in that. They are just like nah, but they they not they won't level up and have that level of accountability to go. Well, hang on, all of these additional things now work to get a better result faster, but they're not willing to go. Hang on, we're at, we we should be looking at those things because they, they don't come from being in it now. So yeah.
1: I, th- I think um, so. I was talking about this today as well. Like, um, I think being—I'm a millennial, I'm thirty-two. So I lived before the internet, and during, and after. Um, so I remember going to school and doing the first computers, like well, not the first one, but like green screen, black green and black screens, that sort of stuff, right through to having a, a phone that had a green screen to a mobile phone to a smartphone, a Blackberry, all the all the shit. Yeah. So we, I lived it, and a lot of people, uh, generation above, lived it. Um, the thing is, past that point, higher than that, um, I think we've got this. Um, a little bit of a stubborn mindset in the majority of the, the generation is um, this works, I'm sticking to it. And like I said before, they'll go down with the ship ho- holding mm-hmm. on to preconceived ideas because they think that and they were always told that decades of experience equals you being right. Yeah. Some of the best leaders that I speak to today uh, might be that generation and and my mum's generation or my uh, grandparents or whatever. But the point is, they are willing to surround themselves with people who are learning and and, and, mm-hmm. and and utilizing the new tech and stuff because they don't know what they don't know until mm-hmm. someone else spots it and then they hear about it and they go, wicked. It's the ones that refuse to uh, almost embrace. Yes. The bottom line is you cannot stop change, right? We mm-hmm. cannot stop evolution. We cannot stop the things that are going to happen. We might not even be here tomorrow, right? There's things that we just can't control. So instead of trying to fight and piss and moan about it, mm-hmm. just fucking embrace it like when and when tiktok came out all the millennials went i'm not using that i'm not fucking dancing on an app well two years later more or less all them twats are dancing on an app now and the ones that aren't dancing on there are, are lurking around using it and watching the content uh-huh. and pretending they hate it still yeah so even millennials are trying to hold on to their preconceived ideas i like instagram instagram's this so i'm not going to dance like a twat but gen z picks it up they ran with it and then next thing you know millennials are like well it's actually a cool place to be i can get followers and so on and so forth and next thing you know my fucking mum will be on tiktok mm-hmm. um, I, hmm. I, I'm not slagging my mum off, by the way. I'm just using her as a great example. But when I say my mum, I mean just the the collective our mums. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, so, like personally um that that's the best advice to anyone uh who's in this space if you're working for a business and they start closing down ideas they're not open to new tech i'll give you an example i worked for a company i was the marketing manager um instagram at this point it still pretty much is this way you had to post on your phone you couldn't really do anything else Um, and the manager used to kick off every time he saw me on my phone and said why are you on your phone at work i was Mm -hmm. like I'm the fucking marketing manager, and the only way I can actually market your stupid message on this platform is on my phone. So he'd go, are "You are pissing around on your phone all day." It's like, "Yes, yes, I am," because that is the only fucking way I can do the job that I've been hired to do. But the the fact is, we yeah. came to a the, it came to a head, and I had to stop going on my phone at work, which means that I couldn't do what I needed to do, um, especially things like filming. And I was like, "Why the fuck am I even here?" Like, if I can't do the job I'm trying to do, I know it's going to be shit. Therefore, I leave. So the point I'm trying to get across: if you're working somewhere and you're being shot down shut down and told things aren't. or if you hear the magic words, because we've always done that, um, get out. You know? yeah. People, yeah. People get caught up in this mindset. And uh, do you know what? This I call it a small city mindset, a uh, small village mindset. Mm-hmm. They think that their world around them is the extent of the world, right? Their friendship circles, the problems that they have are their biggest problems. Well, you could walk through any city center and thousands of people will walk past you and every other fucker thinks that their life is more important mm-hmm. than the next, right? So the point I'm trying to get across is, they all work somewhere. They all have bosses. They're all different. They all, And that's just in the, in the one city that you are currently based in. There are thousands in the country you live in, and there are even more if you go further away than that. The point I'm trying to get across is you will find somewhere where you do fit in. The companies that are that sort of closed casket, closed mind, they're digging their own de- their grave, and it's only going to get worse for them because tech's not going to slow down. It's going to keep growing. Yes. And so are the platforms, and so are the channels, and so is the – the style of content. So is the consumer behavior. So rather than try and fight it, same with uh, it's trying to fight the boss who's fighting mm-hmm. the change, just go somewhere which uh, embraces it. Yeah. Uh, and if they come to a point where they're not embracing it, they will move on and so on and so forth. In fact, I encourage people to move quite regularly. Like every couple of years, get the experience and go somewhere else because the, the wider your experience, the more you learn, the more you know about what you didn't know. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, I don't know if I answered the question. I think I did. But um, yeah. yeah, that's basically my thoughts on that.
0: All good. So, um, I would normally, obviously, ask um, what are the biggest things you've learned. But I think you've already covered off on that. But with everything you're doing now, who who would be your ideal clients, and who do you believe that you could help the most? Sorry, there was a bird flying past. So I'm live in the backyard. <laughs>
1: um, so for me, who are my ideal clients? You know, the guys and girls that I talk to are deep down at heart um, innovators and a little bit anarchist like they sort mm. of go they see they see the red button and they go it says don't press and they touch it it says dry paint and they just touch it because yeah. why would it say dry paint they they see a fucking thread and they pull it just to see what might happen yeah. they're the sort of people i work with now luckily for me it's an entrepreneurial trait most of the people that own businesses uh are risk like a little bit more little less risk averse a little bit more willing to take a step in the right direction try something i mean they've got to start a business right so Mm -hmm. when their businesses grow and they have budgets to do the marketing and stuff um my type of marketing appeals to that mindset Uh, the mindset of let's just see what happens and just like fucking go with it like like, who knows like again give the chimpanzee a machine gun and see see what happens um but the the thing is like obviously i'm applying basic uh, fundamentals of marketing. Yep. I understand the theory. I've been doing it for a long time. So I'm, if you met me and you didn't know my background, you could just, you would be forgiven for thinking he's just a fucking moron um, because the ideas are crazy. But because I have the actual background, understanding an academic Mm-hmm. Um, proof that I actually learned these things and then worked in it for many years mm. you, you can't even call me an idiot so you must have to believe that it works. and then when we try it, it works so yeah, my ideal client are those innovators those and a little bit more anarchist a little bit more willing to step into the gray area to see what sort of uh, result we might get are willing to try new technology you know, they hear about a new spaceship um, that's flying um, that you can fly a banner from we try it, let's see if the spaceship gets us attention like trying new tactics, trying new trends people call me when they already have the basics covered, they usually have a team in-house, right? They have got, they might have two or three marketing agencies doing their boring shit. Perfect. I'm the guy, when they're sat in a board meeting, they go, we've got this new product, or we've had this new competitor into the market, or uh, customers, are, we want to get in front of them in a new way. And everyone goes, oh, well, I fucking don't know what we should do then. And the marketing companies go, uh, well, actually, uh, we just sort of do this. And and the marketers in-house go, oh, we need help before we get sacked. I'm the guy to call at that point. Yeah. And I come in like a fucking whirlwind. And by the time I leave the meetings, every time I've had a meeting with a, whether it's a board meeting with the the heads of departments, whether it's a marketing team meeting with the head of brand or or even if it's with, um, as a collaboration with other agencies working with their clients, every time I have a meeting with them, every fucking leaves excited because we got into marketing for that creative element. We got into marketing to do marketing the be creative and try things, and 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 put one step where no where no one else has been before. So it always ignites a fire in everyone's belly, um, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm called for, and that's what. I, but I'm I'm not just a guy that comes up with the idea; I'm the, uh, the guy that executes. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, we'll, we'll make whatever it is, no matter how wild it is, happen. Um, so yeah, that's who I sort of appeal to. Um, I think half the people that I meet don't like me, but because they're the half that I slag off and talk about in a negative way and that is fine because they're never going to work with me anyway and they would fucking definitely never employ me so why would i even try and appeal to them yeah and um, but the other half of people that i come uh, come into contact with an encounter generally think and feel and believe the same things i they live the same ethos i live they they uh connect with me on an emotional level and our values are aligned therefore mm-hmm. we can fucking do amazing things um so yeah i mean that that's pretty much answers your question i think
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, do you have any uh tips for the listeners for maybe someone that's starting out in marketing or wants to follow in your footsteps or anything that maybe just for people that want to be more innovative, just like you, what what would what, what would those tips be?
1: So there, I've got a few different points here, but I'll start, I'll try and cut them down. So first off, if you want to get into marketing and, and you're looking at it and you think oh, that sounds fun. Um well there is I, I know people think there is, but there is no fucking shortcut. Um, just because you set up a website and say you're a social media person doesn't mean you are um, mm. and nor should you be charging people for that i'll give you an example so when i decided i was going to start a business i went to university i studied business mm. i then found marketing and i was like whoa i could be a marketing person i can go in and fix marketing and they make more sales that's quite cool it's like consultants so i studied marketing then i started doing then i actually started doing the do so i did a master's degree in it and I, at that point i left and i didn't know fuck all about marketing i just knew the, the theory yeah,
0: yeah, yeah i was like how does
1: that even work i can't apply theory Um, So then I started doing the do, so actually running the social accounts, actually writing the content, actually helping build the websites, actually uh, doing each an area, and I worked in different places, and I I started thinking, well, maybe the business I'm meant to run is a marketing company at some point, so what else did I do, so like three or four years of doing that, I started um, documenting, I started videoing it and put it on YouTube, right, so I documented me, 24, 25 years old, I started emailing entrepreneurs in marketing, People that had agencies, and I said, "Look, I'd like to come down and meet you and ask some questions." So I used to do that for an entire year. I went out and filmed them and interviewed them. How did you start an agency? What What do your clients face uh, in terms of challenge? What What? How How can I present myself? Because a... I wanted to learn from people i had been there. So the yeah. next step is yeah. learn from, get the get get the understanding, get the experience, find people that have been there and done it, Sorry. and only then when you've done it for a few years, you've got the experience, you've got the qualifications, you you've 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 learned from people who've been there and done it. Can you start to charge people money for it? Um, it's an unpopular opinion because people think you can just pop up a couple of years experience and whatever. And a lot of them fucking put loads of um random jobs in there all with the same couple, like couple of years, like trying to, like they, they graduated university in 2019, but they've managed to become an expert in three years. doesn't work like that. There's no such. If, if uh, someone came in to do your surgery in a hospital and you saw their CV like that, or, um, you know <laughs> you know full well that they just blagged it and they're blagging it with big words. Are you going to let them operate on you? No. Well, then why the fuck would you let them touch your business? Because at the end of the day, they're going to be taking food out of your family's mouths mm-hmm. when you can't pay the bills anymore because they've taken your money and fucked it up. And it's not because of lack of trying. They genuinely believe they yeah. don't understand what they're doing. But I know full well, even at five years and even after a very high level of study and even after interviewing entrepreneurs, I still felt uncomfortable charging someone for what I was doing, um, even though they, they offered to pay, they were like they wanted to pay, I still felt uncomfortable because I still didn't feel like I knew enough. Mm-hmm. And now today I have an appreciation for the journey. I understand all the things I've done along the way. And I'm always learning about the next thing. So even now I have to be on the ball for the next thing. Because if I if I stand static for too long, well then I'm essentially just being another cowboy and I'm gonna start with people because I can't talk about AI unless I'm using it and I understand how it applies to marketing. Like so just because I've been doing marketing for the 10 years doesn't mean I can stop. Um, so that's kind of the next bit of advice is, um, there are no shortcuts. You need to do the hard work, do the grunt work. Don't bullshit people. Don't be a cowboy and keep learning. So that's right. kind of like for someone who, who's trying to get into this space. Um, I'm sorry, there's no magic bullet. I honestly believe that you could learn something very quickly. I mean, the bottom line is to become an expert and charge, take people's money. And essentially, like I said, take, take money out of their food out their family's table. If, if you mess it up, like you have to know that what you're doing is genuine and it's not bullshit. Um, yeah. Otherwise, it's just it's just fraud. And there's a lot of it around right now. There's a lot of these people offering these courses, like um, you can start a marketing agency. I did it, six figures, you can do it. Those guys are making money selling courses on on how to start an agency, but they might have had a successful agency, but that could have been 10 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. When the most innovative thing they did was a, a fucking direct mail through your letterbox campaign. So just because they did it then doesn't mean they know what they're doing now either. So yeah, just be really aware of falling foul of the that there's a shortcut, there's an easy way, there's get rich quick and all this sort of stuff because it's not a thing. It isn't a thing. It involves actual fucking work, uh, which is where most people fall down because people want an easy, easy meal ticket, right?
0: Yeah. Sorry, the, the light keeps moving. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Really. Um, there's a lot of that out there. Um, so people have loved what you've said or they want to see your the video about the, the AirPods. How can they get in touch with you, Lewis?
1: I think the best way to find me is just type in my name in Google. It's Lewis mm-hmm. Ellis. Um, you'll get so much random shit. I mean, one of the first things should be me naked um, as part of a marketing campaign. So um, if you want to find me, uh, stick it in YouTube, Lewis Ellis again. Um, you'll find the videos. You'll find the videos I am talking about when I was 24 or 23 years old. Um, you'll find my social links on there. You know, I'm, I'm pretty much present everywhere. And the one thing I'm annoyingly good at is doesn't matter where you message me. You can message me through Twitter and go into my request. I'll probably see it within a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram, probably within the day. Like, I see everything. Um, and even on... They freak my clients out because even though I might not be posting on their social media, I stay logged in everywhere. So I probably have about 40 or 50 different accounts attached to my phone and <laughs> I will see every message before anyone else sees it ever, yeah. uh, which is an unhealthy obsession with being connected to things. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely going to need therapy at some point. But the point is, if you need to reach me, you'll be able to get hold me.
0: Cool, mate. Well, thank you so much for coming on and giving you a spin on things. It's been a blast.
1: No worries. But I, I appreciate you taking the time to chat to me. Like, it's only you, you, It's now like me and the dog usually and the dog's getting fed up with me. So... It's nice to- Thanks
0: for listening. If you, like me, have received great value from my guest, please like, share and follow. See you next time.